welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll offer up... No, what's the rest? I needed it. We'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinion. You do it. You do the intro this time. Oh, can I just pick it up from there? Okay. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Steph Garp. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. Welcome Welcome. to Dear (laughs) So-and-So. Oh, yeah. You say welcome to Dear So-and-So, and and then we say welcome in unison. Perfect. It's like we (sighs) haven't been doing this for six months. Oh, my God. It's more than six months. It's like nine months. Okay. I actually really like this one from The Spectator. From name and address withheld. I do like that a lot of the times in The Spectator, name and address have been withheld. Yeah. Okay, this is the question for Mary. I travel to my house in the country by first class every Friday, but a nice new neighbor who goes for the same train often runs into me on the concourse and invites me to sit with him and chat in standard class. I never like to embarrass him by admitting (laughs) I already have a ticket for first, and so I find myself sitting squashed up on this always crowded train. What to do? Name and address withheld. Yeah. What to do? So you, on the days, okay. (laughs) You got this? Yeah. If you want to have experienced this ticket that you've purchased, you have to get there so early, just like so unreasonably early and then just like board the train early. If you feel like you like running into this person every now Mm. and then, like maybe some days go early, some days don't go early. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Do you think it's embarrassing to tell somebody that you've paid for a first class ticket? Oh, no, of course not. I can't believe, I can't believe I didn't just say, (laughs) oh, I actually have a first class ticket. But I think what they, okay, they've dug themselves into a hole because now if they're like, oh, I actually bought a first class ticket it's sort of like well i was tired of running into you so i bought a first class ticket <laughs> yeah this is whereas like really the truth is, a lesson for tell the truth from the get-go immediately because then yeah so now if you tell them oh no i've always had a first class ticket i just didn't know how to tell you then you're very weird mm. so mm. <laughs> they have to they have to find a totally different method of transportation yeah get yeah. charter a plane charter a plane get yeah. a, learn how to fly a helicopter and yeah. get a helipad installed I think that is probably the only answer. It's the only thing to do. What happened to Carp getting his uh, pilot's license? Oh, he crashed a plane right before a wedding, remember? I don't. You don't remember? He crashed a plane. He he went on his first solo flight without his instructor, and he came in for a landing, and he came in too fast, and he crashed the plane. And then he walked away unscathed, but was like really shooken up, and then called me and was like, I just crashed a plane. We owe the deductible on the plane. (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then I took him out to dinner and made fun of him relentlessly. And I told him to tell his brothers so that they could make fun of him relentlessly. Because I just thought that's the quickest way to, to stop, get over it. Yeah. To get over it. And then the next week after we got married, I was like, we have to go up in a plane again. Because otherwise mm. you're going to be too shooken up. So I went with him and his instructor. We went up in a plane. And we, he flew again. But okay. like we were there too. Okay. And um, anyway, he just was like, wow, getting a pilot's license when you aren't in the military, it's a lot of money to spend on something that's very dangerous and yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. yep i actually don't really care if you decide not to spend your entire savings on getting this pilot's license <laughs> that you won't use so that sounds great to me so then at your wedding when everybody threw those little balsa wood planes was yeah. that like a traumatic it was hilariously ironic yeah it was really good <laughs> he mentioned it in his vows um, I wasn't listening. Yeah, because you were taking paying attention. You were taking pictures. Yeah, all the audience was in on the joke when the planes started going. Like, except for me. 
Except for you, yeah. But you took lovely pictures of them, even though you didn't understand the subtext. So you did great. You can really, like, not have a damn clue what's going on and but still... But capture the moment. Capture the moment perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's a um, here's a Dear Annie for you. Okay. It's signed, Disappointed. Dear Annie, my son has been dating a girl for a little over three years. My husband and I really like her. Our son loves her. Here's the problem. I've asked her before to help in the kitchen with meal preparation and cleanup, and she refuses. Je refuse. <laughs> Je refuse. <laughs> um, they come once a week for meals. Once a week. And we eat in front of the TV while watching shows. Ooh, what Everyone shows? brings their... I know. Tell me. Everyone brings their dishes to the kitchen, but I'm left with the cleanup. Once, when I asked her for help, she said that she is company and wouldn't expect me to help at her house. Mm. They were here for Thanksgiving, and my mom asked her to join us at the table and visit, but she declined, saying she was okay where she was. My mom was hurt and upset. I'm planning a big Christmas dinner and want the girls to help with cleanup and to sit and visit after the meal. How can I get her to get involved in the kitchen work both before and after and to put her phone away and sit and visit with us? Signed, disappointed. There are a lot of layers here. There are so many layers. There's I can't so many layers. Why but aren't I, you? <laughs> I get where she's coming. There's a lot of Ask sexism going on. Ask your son to help do the dishes. <laughs> I like oh that this my girl God. is playing the long game. That the phone, that the staring at the phone is not being rude. That this is like part of her slowly addressing misogyny. Well, like this is this is what my um, my very good friend does, which is she's just like I I never do a thing I'm unwilling to do forever. Do you see what I'm saying? Like she's like, if I have if I have a feeling that I'm gonna have to do that thing forever, I won't do it. Mm. And this is totally the deal with this like this um girlfriend who's just like, Well, once I help you once, I'm gonna be, you know, the like daughter in law that helps you do the dishes every night for the rest of my life. I'm unwilling to be that person. And so I'm unwilling to help you do it even one time. Oh my god. <laughs> I I there that is so flawed on the part of your friend. <laughs> but I love it so much. It's so good. Well, oh, it's like, but it applies like so. I know it's I mean, really good. It's like, you know, if you're tired of picking up your partner's dirty underwear from the floor and putting it in the hamper, never pick it up yeah. again. Like yeah, just yeah, never yeah. pick it up again. Like sometimes it's things that you've started doing and then you realize that you're doing them all the time and then you're yeah. like, oh, and I don't want to like, do I'm this. not willing to do this endlessly. I'm not, so then you stop cold turkey, never again, one time, never doing it, period. I think yeah. that's actually really effective, um, especially if you've already told them, hey, do you mind doing this? I really don't like doing it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they're sort of like, they'd stop doing it for like a few days, but then they kind of go back to doing it. It's like, no, no, no. Um, this happens. This happens sometimes, you know, like I have a mother-in-law. This happens sometimes where it's sort of like parents have a different kind of like gender expectation, like even around visiting, even this thing where it's like, let's girls chat, you know. Um, and I think the thing that... that they this, call it visit. That's the weirdest thing. My mom asked her to join at the table. And visit. And visit. <laughs> and visit. That? Yeah. That's also a, a generational difference. But my mom oh, says it? it and I've like, never heard yeah. that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom says it and Matt's mom says it. But I think the thing you can do if you find your... Like, I think it's a nice thing to do because it says, like, you're to invested visit. in having a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're invested in making these these like, you know, cross-generational relationships. But also if it's becoming too much, you can also just be like, 
engage your partner and just be like, oh, why don't you come visit too? I'm sure your grandma would like to speak with you or like, oh, why don't I, I've done some of the dishes. Hey, honey, why don't you take over from here? I know. Like, it's, it you sounds, can just. Right. It sounds a lot like this mother has zero expectation that her son will clean and full her, expectation that her but, daughter-in-law will clean. Right. right? And daughter-in-law can just step up and be like, oh, no, I have an expectation that my partner will clean. Right. Right? Like you like you can just come in with that. I mean, I know the caller is not the daughter, um, but I feel like I only have advice for the daughter. No, and but the mom what is, is the advice really for misguided. this mom? Um, is, is there any way? It's, like, it's to engage her son. Yeah. It's like, ask your son and then see what happens. Like, right. see if her behavior changes once you have similar expectations for your son. It might change. Try that first, <laughs> you know? We don't have any write-ins to like prove this, but two <laughs> different people have either uh-huh. texted or told me face to face in regards to last week's episode. Uh-huh. Last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks two ago. Two weeks now. ago episode about should I wear the kippa, should I wear the yarmulke to be an yeah. H for a discount? Two people have spoken to me to say they disagree with our advice and you should wear the yarmulke. I don't, but... Okay, good, great. I'm glad that they endorse this move, but I don't think we gave advice to not wear the yarmulke. We I think said we that gave it was the advice like a larger lie that would be difficult. And then I said that I didn't get the discount, so it's not worth it. It's like, not worth we it used for my us. story as like proof that you wouldn't get it's the discount. Fair, but I guess I stand by like, hey, if it would embarrass you to do it, don't do it. If it's not going to embarrass you too bad, go ahead and do it. Like okay, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Fine, fine, And fine. these people call, and these callers uh, just let us know. They're like, I don't find it embarrassing. And it's like, good for you, man. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Good okay. for you. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. guess I sort of we felt still that agree. my story was like mm-hmm. a testament to that you wouldn't get the discount. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I didn't get the discount. And I'm a descendant of royalty. Jewish yeah, royalty. royalty. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe that's like why I didn't. He assumed that oh, I was yeah. rich He's like, like a king. Enough privileges. Yeah. yeah exactly. You have enough privileges already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take your money, please. Can we encourage you, instead of just texting with your feelings, give us a call, Dad Dog 5078. Yeah, let us know so we can play it back. Right. We want to hear your voice. And if you're uncomfortable with your voice, I'll put a little I'll put a little uh voice changer oh, yeah, over it. Yeah, a little voice changer over it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll sure. turn you into whoever you want, in fact. Right? Yeah, for whoever you want. Le- tell us in your message. Be like, I would like, I don't know, I would like the Susan Collins filter, please. Yeah, we'll filter you however you please. Yeah. That seems like a lot of work for me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't do that. <laughs> do you have something a pressing question i do i do i do i do i do are you ready i'm ready i'm gonna do i'm loud i've always been loud okay perfect okay this this question is from the new york times's social cues it is signed fritz green in dubai oh perfect yeah i'm loud I've always been loud and come from a loud family. As with many personality traits, it's a mixed blessing. My booming voice is authoritative and helps me command the attention of an audience, but I'm starting to feel the strains of my voice. Mm. Members of my country club recoil in fear. (laughs) 
<laughs> Waiters ask if I'd like a more private table. <laughs> Sometimes I lie and say that I'm hard of hearing. Other times I'll try to deflect the attention with a joke. Mostly, though, I just clam up. I've really tried to lower my tenor. What can I do? Signed, Fitzgreen in Dubai. It's not green, it's Gein. Oh, so sorry. Oh, my God. Please don't don't include me fucking up their name. (laughs) Signed, Fitzgeen in Dubai. Perfect. Signed, Fritz. Um, I'm loud. (laughs) <laughs> me too me too yeah we are loud i um every time we record this podcast if i wander out of the bedroom for any reason like to get more water to like grab my watch like whatever yeah matt just looks at me with just like dagger eyes and he's just like get the fuck yeah. out of here <laughs> i i am loud all the time i distinctly remember being in zoftigs and having a private conversation and somebody from another table coming over to inform me that the entire restaurant could hear what oh we were God. talking about <laughs> of course yeah, but of course i was sort could. of like oh would you like me to quiet down <laughs> right like is that what you're asking or should i like, pipe just, up because like you're not able? you're invested now yeah do you need more clarity yeah, yeah, yeah. or would you like me to shut the fuck up Exactly. I was that kid who, when you had me over for a sleepover, you constantly had to shush because you knew your parents were going to get upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was that kid. I remember distinctly being shushed by several <laughs> friends oh, at like 10 o'clock at night being, when we were supposed to be in bed. Would you prefer a shush or would you prefer something else? What's the preferential oh, way to tell a Oh, it all makes me blush. Person? It all makes me blush when they're just like, hey, we, but we have to be quiet versus a shush. It's not any different. Oh, I when dislike a, a shush. Well, how about as an adult? You like a shush? No, you I prefer- hate a shush. Oh, okay. No, I would okay, okay, distinctly okay. prefer the volume is getting loud. Let's dial it back. I say that it was a problem when I had sleepovers just to illustrate how far back it goes, but constantly still, Matt will just be like, shut (laughs) up, man. Oh, I like when the shh morphs into shut up. Morphs into shut up, me too. I'm okay with. I find shh. Passive aggressive. Oh, that's terrible. You're right. A little bit weaponized in the way that chill is. Yeah, chill. well, the shh, shh, chill. the shh. repeat, the repeat shh is really bad. The shh, <laughs> that's the worst. Like one shh, one drawn out shh because they're embarrassed to say it. I get it. A couple shushes. Ew, 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 ew. No, 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 no. Um, so basically we have no advice for this person. We just really relate. My elementary school was um, like one of those uh, 70s experimental open mm-hmm. learning concepts. I don't know if, you, <laughs> if you're familiar with. Oh, very, yeah. yeah. I grew up and, on the West Coast. I'm exactly. a little familiar, yeah. <laughs> and so all of the classrooms, or not all, a majority of the classrooms circled a two-story library. Wow. I was fun. just, um, yeah, I was not, I wasn't built for that. I was often being told that, you know, indoor voice. Indoor voice, yeah, indoor voice. The thing is, I don't I don't like the uh, distinction between indoor and outdoor voice. Like mm-hmm. when outdoors. That's actually when I want to be kind of quiet. <laughs> I want to listen to the quietudes of nature. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. respect the outdoors. Shut yeah. your pie hole. Yeah, indoors, exactly. this is human built space. This is exactly this is where Let's, voices live. We can't trash this any more than we've already trashed it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think that my advice still stands, that if you do uh, want to be quieter, uh-huh. you you do have to check yourself. You're right. You do. You do have Not to check you, yourself. Not you, Steph. Fritz. Sure. But Fritz might. Yeah. Just check yourself. I've really tried to lower my tenor. What can I do? See a speech uh, pathologist. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. 
Oh, man. I have a troublesome one. <gasps> okay. Uh-oh. Are we going to be disturbed? I'm curious about what your answer is to this because I um, was interested in Reddit's responses to this, uh-huh. am I the asshole? Okay. My sister moved in with me temporarily due to some difficulties and would be staying for a while until she finds another place to live. I own a small laundry machine in my apartment, and the rule is I don't want any undergarments to be washed in it. I hand wash my own, and I expect my sister to do the same. Or she could use the rows of public laundry machines outside the apartment with a small price. I caught my sister once pulling her undergarments from the machine after a wash cycle and warned her about it, in which she promised she'll take note of it. I caught her again this morning stuffing her undergarments into the machine and told her again about my rule in which she protested that she was too busy to hand wash. Machine washes better and all sorts of other reasons. I then told her I don't want her to use my laundry machine anymore. She could use the public washers and I will kick her out if I catch her using mine again. I admit I was pretty pissed because she could not even follow a simple rule. I don't need her reasons. No undergarments in my laundry machine. And that is all there is. And she didn't bother to follow. Yeah. My sister has been complaining that it is a waste of money to use the public laundry machines when I Mm -hmm. have one and refuse to let her use it. Am I the asshole for not letting her use it? Do you have some thoughts? Oh, info. I like what they say afterward. Yeah, this is important. Oh, sorry. Yes, info. As for why, no undergarments, I don't like it. I don't want it, so I don't allow it because my laundry machine is mine. That mm-hmm. is it. That is that. That, that is, is that. that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's, um, that is that. Like, this, this person has a boundary. It's, for whatever reason, like, I don't want undergarments in my washing machine. It's probably the reason they have a washing machine in their own unit. unit. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there are laundry machines for the apartment complex. Yep. Um, they said they have a boundary. They warned you after you broke the boundary the first time. They uh, And then they just realized like, oh, you're not going to stop doing this. So I guess I just have to outright not let you use it. I mean, it's, th- yeah, I don't know. This person couldn't be more clear about their needs. So mm-hmm. I kind of am on their side. I wh- am regardless of- with you. Yeah, like regardless of whether I think this is reasonable, it's their property. Oh my god! You know what the answer to this problem in our household is? Oh, running out of underwear? Better buy more underwear. (laughs) We have so much underwear because we also have like communal laundry machines, and it's like as long as you have clean clean underwear, you can kind of rewear other shit forever. So we just have so much underwear, and then like once a month, we're like, "Fuck, we gotta wash all this underwear." It's not once a month, but it's like you know, we go a long time. I don't think this question is particularly interesting. I am yeah. particularly interested in... In the conversation that follows. Yeah, where almost everyone called this person the asshole. They don't know shit for shit. This person could have OCD. This yep. person could have... Like, there's all kinds of reasons People why People were on both Reddit and this made it to the Twitter, am I the asshole? And yeah. of course, not across the board. I think on Twitter, right. people were a little bit... Uh, whatever, kinder or more understanding. Um, But on Reddit, almost every single person said that Caller was the asshole. Super gross and ableist. Fuck off. It really is. And also, it's, 
like rules of people's houses are just that. It's a They're rule. They're just that. That's, <laughs> like, that's why I was to... like, you have to read the last sentence where they say, I don't like it. I don't want it. So I don't allow it. That is that. Like that's that. it really is. That's it makes them uncomfortable for whatever reason. That's their boundary. It's their washing machine. It's their washing machine. We don't let in my parents' house, there's a washer in the basement that the tenants yeah. use and yeah. they have to use unscented detergent. Mm-hmm. I just don't want your chemical shit blowing yep. through my house. Yep. Yep. And that's that. Yeah. That's, that is that's that. that. Like it's, it's, um, it's just what it is. And if you don't like the rules of that institution, you go to the other, another place, you know yes. what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. this is sort of what it is. Like, uh, yeah. And the, the other thing is the sister complains. I mean, this, you know, none of this even matters. But the sister complains that it's, like, expensive to right. go. I mean, it's also your, it's also expensive for your sister to be paying for you to wash your clothes in right. her washer. Like Do you know, like, right. you're using water regardless. Yes, it is probably more expensive to use the communal washers. But, like, this isn't a free washer. Your sister pays for electricity and the water. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel for the sister. It sounds like she's in a really tough spot. And totally. it also sounds like the sister probably, like, I'm projecting maybe, but maybe, like, the sister is feeling a little out of control. So mm-hmm. the fact that, like, you know, sibling can can't just be a little bit flexible on this one point is probably driving her up a fucking wall. She like, probably doesn't have a lot of resilience right yep. now. Um, but that just doesn't change the fact that like, there's just house rules, man. Like, yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm just sort of scrolling through and it's just like, you're the asshole. You're the asshole. God, you're the asshole. relax, internet. Should we write in? I feel, I'm like. What? I feel like we should respond. Yeah. I mean. It's only from one day con- ago. We need to chime in. We have to chime in. Should we make a Dear So-and-So account? Oh, yeah, I made one already. I'm signed in as Dear So-and-So right now. Okay, now's yeah, our chance. Um, how do I do it? <laughs> how do you respond? How do? I, oh, there it is, right underneath. Comment as Dear So-and-So. Our, our Reddit handle, by the way, is Dear So-and-So and So, because I think Dear So-and-So was taken. I'm confident by now that they're no longer looking at this because they just got like berated, berated. by the Reddit community. They've turned off all notifications and their head is in the washing machine. Listen, I say ableist stuff on our show all the time. Like every time I'm like, that's insane. That's an ableist thing to say. I'm not saying I'm the best at this yet. Sure. But uh, yeah, you know, anyway. Shall I read you one from uh the Washington Post, a Dear Carolyn. Yeah. It is just signed Washington and it says, Dear Carolyn, turning 30 is completely messing with my mind. All those stereotypical midlife crisis movies suddenly making a lot more sense. Being signal single with no prospects is really weighing on me. My suddenly mediocre job is weighing on me. Not being 20 is weighing on me. Please tell me turning 31 is easier. Signed, Washington. I'm 36. Girl, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. That ex- this is exactly what happened to me too. I guess I wasn't. I guess I was married, but it didn't change anything. And um, I do have to say that turning thirty-one was easier, oh. but that these feelings haven't completely gone away. Mm-hmm. Hang out with people of all ages 
all the time. Yeah. Start hanging out with some weird 25 year olds. Start hanging out with a lot of 50 year olds. Exactly. Right. Start hanging out with all those women who move into the city after their divorce, after their kids have grown up. Hang out with them. They're fun. (laughs) They are fun. Yeah. 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 Start hanging out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Just start exposing yourself to the real breath of the uh, human experience. Yeah. Because then you can, your social, your set points for your social comparisons will just change. Mm-hmm. wildly and um, you'll just have so many different models you know to think about the, your future and people are just always fucking have problems that's yeah. just what it is like people are constantly like what am I gonna do next in my life mm-hmm. no one knows what they're gonna do next in their life and they're always freaking out about it so welcome to adulthood this is your new reality you'll feel this way forever but I'm sorry it's weighing on you it's totally normal I mean yes. normal is a terrible word but it's like totally <laughs> right it's like people this is this happens to people right 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 it's okay yeah exactly <laughs> and I think people think that like their midlife crisis is gonna happen when they're 45 or something no that's not when it happens for a lot of people. For a lot of people, it happens when you're 30. Yeah. Get weird. I bleached my hair. Okay. Um, I, well, I drank a lot in a way that was really unhealthy, but I got through that. I mean, really, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> right. But if Steph is a testament to it, you know, you we're can all come out the other side of this. 30. It's fine. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, totally, yeah. it's totally fine. But then I went back to grad school to do live my dream. Right. Um, That's the other thing. If, like, some, I think it's also okay you know, to to both address the fact that like things don't need to weigh on you and simultaneously address the fact that this is weighing on me. So mm-hmm. should I think about a career change? Yeah. Should like, I, you what, know, like could I, what's still available? What's on the table? On the flip side, the other thing to know is like having a mediocre job is fine and is how like the right. large percentage of the world uh oh my god exists. it, doesn't, it and, doesn't have to be your calling it's fine and if you want to be in a romantic partnership and you're not then i'm sorry that that hasn't happened for you but like millions of people are single without prospects and living happily like all of these yep. things to me feel a little bit like a prescribed idea of what television and these like you know these midlife mm-hmm. crisis movies tell us yeah. that we should care about so I also would take a moment to engage yourself and ask if it actually does matter like do you want to be yeah. in a relationship like yeah. is do you want a better job or like are you fine with this job because it gives you right. a lot of time to do a b and c i think a lot of times it's just sort of like you hit an age or you hit some sort of benchmark and like because society has trained us to think we should be a b and c by that time the anxiety hits and like yeah like it's also fine to like your mediocre job right yeah Alyssa, this has been wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> you can find past episodes at dearsoandso.pizza. You can submit questions, direct us toward other questions you've seen around the internet. You can find us on Instagram at dearsoandsopodcast. And you can give us a call. We have a voicemail. The phone number is daddog5078. We would love, love to play love. your voice on the air. Our music is by our friend Busy Hemphill. And as always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Talk to you next week. Bye.
Please leave your message after the tone. Hi, Stephanie and Alyssa. This is your friend Shane, who also happens to be a former resident of Florida. And I couldn't help but call and leave you a voicemail to give you some advice that you didn't ask me for. I listened to your podcast last week, and I just have to say, as someone who grew up in Florida and survived a number of hurricanes, I had the exact opposite reaction to whether I'd share my generator power with my neighborhood. So I just want to give you some context. After a hurricane comes through, if you're lucky and your house survives, most of the week or so afterwards, when you don't have any power, you're spending most of the day rummaging through your yard, picking up all the debris. It's 120 degrees outside. Humidity is at about 100%. No power, no electricity, no shower. You're using that generator basically to keep your cold food cold and maybe run a fan in your house. Um, so the last thing you want is definitely your neighbor knocking on the door at 7 a.m. asking if they can pop on in to make a cup of coffee. And I want to also preface this, or rather bookend this, by saying that um, this might make me sound like I'm a horrible asshole uh, or that all Floridians don't help each other out. Definitely plenty of that going on early days of the hurricane, but sounds like your caller was interested like me in what happens a few days afterwards. And uh, I just I can't help but agree with her anxiety that the last thing you want is uh, people inside your house when your house is barely standing. Um, anyway, couldn't help but uh, give my little opinion there. If you guys ever have any questions about Florida, feel free to give me a call. Always available to chat. Uh, love you guys.